Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. When you turn on the news, there's a lot of bad news going on right now in our world. Take a break from the news and listen to the good news of the Gospel of Yeshua. This is an excellent time to be listening to the Word of God. It renews our mind and it refreshes and lifts our spirit. This is a time to be still, to be quiet, and to rest in the Lord and trust Him, as it is written in Psalm 131, 1-3. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. I want to put DailyAudioTorah.com front and center on your radar scope. Listen every day to Daily Audio Torah. Pass this on to your friends. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion for the week, Yom Teruah and Yom Kippur. Our reading this week will focus on the fall feasts. Leviticus 16, 1-15 Hashem spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron who died when they drew too close to the presence of Hashem. Hashem said to Moses, Tell your brother Aaron that he is not to come at will into the shrine behind the curtain, in front of the cover that is upon the ark, lest he die. For I appear in the cloud over the cover. Thus only Aaron shall enter the shrine, with a bull of the herd for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall be dressed in a sacred linen tunic, with linen breeches next to his flesh and be girt with a linen sash, and he shall wear a linen turban. They are sacred vestments. He shall bathe his body in water, and then put them on. And from the Israelite community, he shall take two he-goats for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. Aaron is to offer his own bull of sin offering to make expiation for himself and for his household. Aaron shall take the two he-goats and let them stand before Hashem, at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and he shall place lots upon the two goats, one marked for Hashem and the other marked for Azazel. Aaron shall bring forward the goat designated by Lot for Hashem, which he is to offer as a sin offering, while the goat designated by Lot for Azazel shall be left standing alive before Hashem to make expiation with it and to send it off to the wilderness for Azazel. 
Aaron shall then offer his bull of sin offering to make expiation for himself and his household. He shall slaughter his bull of sin offering. And he shall take a pan full of glowing coals scooped from the mitzbayach before Hashem and two handfuls of finely ground aromatic incense and bring this behind the curtain. He shall put the incense on the fire before Hashem so that the cloud from the incense screens the cover that is over the Aran of the pact, lest he die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger over the cover on the east side, and in front of the cover he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. He shall then slaughter the people's goat of sin offering, bring its blood behind the curtain, and do with its blood as he has done with the blood of the bull. He shall sprinkle it over the cover and in front of the cover. Isaiah 12, 1-14, In that day you shall say, I give thanks to you, Hashem. Although you were wroth with me, your wrath has turned back and you comfort me. Behold, the God who gives me triumph. I am confident, unafraid, for Yah Hashem is my strength and might, and He has been my deliverance. Joyfully shall you draw water from the fountains of triumph, and you shall say on that day, Praise Hashem, proclaim His name, make His deeds known among the peoples, declare that His name is exalted. For he, Hashem, has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the world. O shout for joy, you who dwell in Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Babylon Pronouncement, a prophecy of Isaiah, son of Amos. Raise a standard upon a bare hill. Cry aloud to them. Wave a hand and let them enter the gates of the nobles. I have summoned my purified guests to execute my wrath. Behold, I have called my stalwarts, my proudly exultant ones. Hark, a tumult on the mountains, as of a mighty force. Hark, an uproar of kingdoms, nations assembling. The Lord of hosts is mustering a host for war. They come from a distant land, from the end of the sky, Hashem with the weapons of his wrath, to ravage all the earth. Howl, for the day of Hashem is near, it shall come like havoc from Shaddai. Therefore all hands shall grow limp, and all men's hearts shall sink. And, overcome by terror, they shall be seized by pangs and throes, and writhe like a woman in travail. They shall gaze at each other in horror, their faces livid with fright. Lo, the day of Hashem is coming with pitiless fury and wrath, to make the earth a desolation, to wipe out the sinners upon it. The stars and constellations of heaven shall not give off their light. The sun shall be dark when it rises, and the moon shall diffuse no glow. And I will requite to the world its evil, and to the wicked their iniquity. I will put an end to the pride of the arrogant and humble the haughtiness of tyrants.
I will make people scarcer than fine gold and men than the gold of Ophir. Therefore shall heaven be shaken and the earth leap out of its place and the fury of the Lord of hosts on the day of his burning wrath. Then like gazelles that are chased and like sheep that no man gathers, each man shall turn back to his people. They shall flee every one to his own land. All who remain shall be pierced through. All who are caught shall fall by the sword, and their babies shall be dashed to pieces in their sight. Their homes shall be plundered, and their wives shall be raped. Behold, I stir up the Medes against them, who do not value silver or delight in gold. Their bows shall shatter the young. They shall show no pity to infants. They shall not spare the children. And Babylon, glory of the kingdoms, proud splendor of the Chaldeans, shall become like Sodom and Gomorrah, overturned by Hashem. Nevermore shall it be settled, nor dwelt in through all the ages. No Arab shall pitch his tent there, no shepherds make flocks lie down there. But beasts shall lie down there, and houses be filled with owls. There shall ostriches make their home, and there shall satyrs dance. And jackals shall abide in its castles, and dragons in the palaces of pleasure. Her hour is close at hand. Her days will not be long. But Hashem will pardon Jacob, and will again choose Israel, and will settle them on their own soil. And strangers shall join them, and shall cleave to the house of Jacob. For people shall take them, and bring them to their homeland. And the house of Israel shall possess them as slaves and handmaids on the soil of Hashem. They shall be captors of their captors, and masters to their taskmasters. And when Hashem has given you rest from your sorrow and trouble, and from the hard service that you were made to serve, you shall recite this song of scorn over the king of Babylon. How is the taskmaster vanished? How is oppression ended? For Hashem has broken the staff of the wicked, the rod of tyrants that smote peoples in wrath, with stroke unceasing, that belabored nations in fury and relentless pursuit. All the earth is calm and untroubled, loudly it cheers. Even pines rejoice at your fate, and cedars of Lebanon. Now that you have lain down, none shall come up to fell us. Sheol below was astir to greet your coming, rousing for you the shades of all earth's chieftains, raising from their thrones all the kings of the nations. All speak up and say to you, So you have been stricken as we were. You have become like us. Your pomp is brought down to Sheol, and the strains of your lutes. Worms are to be your bed, maggots your blanket. How are you fallen from heaven, O shining one, son of dawn? How are you felled to earth, O vanquisher of nations? Once... You thought in your heart, I will climb to the sky higher than the stars of Hashem. I will set my throne. I will sit in the mount of assembly on the summit of Zaphon. I will mount the back of a cloud. I will match the most high. Instead, you are brought down to Sheol, to the bottom of the pit. They who behold you stare. They peer at you closely. 
Is this the man who shook the earth, who made realms tremble, who made the world like a waste and wrecked its towns, who never released his prisoners to their homes? All the kings of nations were laid, every one in honor, each in his tomb, while you were left lying unburied, like loathsome carrion, like a trampled corpse, in the clothing of slain, gashed by the sword, who sink to the very stones of the pit. You shall not have a burial like them, because you destroyed your country, murdered your people. Let the breed of evildoers never more be named. Prepare a slaughtering block for his sons because of the guilt of their father. Let them not arise to possess the earth. Then the world's face shall be covered with tombs. I will rise up against them, declares the Lord of hosts, and will wipe out from Babylon name and remnant, kith and kin, declares Hashem. And I will make it a home of bitterns, pools of water. I will sweep it with a broom of extermination, declares the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts has sworn this oath. As I have designed, so it shall happen. That shall come to pass. To break Assyria in my land, to crush him on my mountain, and his yoke shall drop off them and his burden shall drop from their backs. That is the plan that is planned for all the earth. That is why an arm is poised over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has planned who then can foil it. It is his arm that is poised and who can stay it. This pronouncement was made in the year that King Achaz died. Rejoice not, all Philistia, because the staff of him that beat you is broken. For from the stalk of a snake there sprouts an asp, a flying seraph branches out from it. The firstborn of the poor shall graze, and the destitute lie down secure. I will kill your stock by famine, and it shall slay the very last of you. Howl, O gate, cry out, O city, quake, all Philistia. For a stout one is coming from the north, and there is no straggler in his ranks. And what will he answer, the messengers of any nation? That Zion has been established by Hashem. In it, the needy of his people shall find shelter. Second Corinthians 13, 1-14 This is the third time I, Paul, am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I told you before and foretell you, as if I were present the second time. And being absent now, I write to them which heretofore have sinned, and to all other, that if I come again, I will not spare. Seek first a proof of Yeshua speaking in me, which to you is not weak, but is mighty in you. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves, how that Yeshua is in you, except you be reprobates? But I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, 
though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, and you are strong, and this also we wish, even your perfection. Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord has given me to edification, and not to destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Psalm 57, 1-11 Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. Yes, in the shadow of your wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God Most High, and to God that performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue is a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. Selah. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise you, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto you among the nations. For your mercy is great unto the heavens, and your truth unto the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Proverbs 23, 9-11 Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Remove not the old landmark, and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. For their Redeemer is mighty, he shall plead their cause with you. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Leviticus chapter 16, and then we're going to jump into Isaiah chapter 12 and 13. And this week we've been reading from the Israel Bible, and there are some really great commentaries to some of these verses. By the way, if you'd like to look at the Israel Bible, you can go to theisraelbible.com and look at it look at it online there, and then you can also order a hard copy of it. Just visit theisraelbible.com. It shows the scriptures in English and in Hebrew side by side, so it's a really great tool. Isaiah chapter, or Leviticus chapter 16, verse 2, reads as follows. Hashem said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron that he is not to come at will into the shrine behind the curtain, in front of the cover that is upon the ark, lest he die. For I appear in the cloud over the cover. So my commentary is this is setting a boundary that only once per year 
on the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur is the high priest allowed to go behind the curtain into the most holy place of the tabernacle or the temple. And um, because the very presence of God is there, the Shekinah, the glory, the cloud is there. His presence is there. So the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The service detailed in this chapter is performed by the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, in the Holy of Holies on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. This unique service represents a pinnacle of holiness as it brings the, the holiest person to the holiest place on the holiest day of the year. Tradition tells us that the world was created from the stone that stands at the location of the Holy of Holies on the Temple Mount. When the Kohen Gadol enters this same spot, he atones for the sins of mankind, beginning with the time of Adam and the creation of the world. Adam himself was formed from the earth at the spot of the Mitzvah, the altar, close to the area of the Holy of Holies. To this day, people from all over the world are drawn to the Temple Mount, the place from which all of mankind originated. Yet, on account of political pressures, currently only Muslims are granted full access to the Temple Mount. Jews are not even allowed to utter words of prayer at this holy site. We pray for the day when this holy mountain is restored to its vital role as a place of prayer for all nations. Continuing on in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 4, it is written, He shall be dressed in a sacred linen tunic with linen breeches next to his flesh and be girt with a linen sash and he shall wear a linen turban. They are sacral vestments. He shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. On a regular day, the Kohen Gadol wears eight garments, four of which are decorated with gold. However, when he enters the Holy of Holies on Yom Kippur, he wears only four white linen garments. The simplicity of his attire portrays feelings of humility as he approaches Hashem on the holiest day of the year, and the white color is symbolic of forgiveness. As Kohen Gadol stands before God and begs forgiveness for himself, his family, and the entire nation, his clothing reminds him that he is at the mercy of God's benevolence, yet also instills confidence that God, in his compassion, will forgive his people. Now let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 13. And in Isaiah chapter 13, this whole chapter is about the judgment of the end of days nation known as the daughter of Babylon. And so we know that the subject is the day of the Lord, because in Isaiah chapter 13, verse 6, it says, Howl. For the day of Hashem, or the day of the Lord, is near. It shall come like havoc from Shaddai. So this whole chapter is talking about the day of the Lord, or the beginning of Jacob's trouble, or the great tribulation. And in Isaiah chapter 13, verse 2, it is written, 
raise the standard upon a bare hill, cry aloud to them, wave a hand, and let them enter the gates of the nobles. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Isaiah begins a series of prophecies against the nations with a message to Babylon. He calls on Hashem's army to assemble on a mountaintop against the Babylonians. The word that describes the mountain is nishpeh, which means bare. The selected mountaintop is bare and empty of trees, most likely so that the nays, or the standard or signal for the warriors to gather, might be better seen from it. Isaiah contrasts the barren mountain of Babylon, which means gates of gods in Ugaritic, with the genuine mountain of Hashem in Jerusalem described in chapter 2, which is the source of knowledge and righteousness for the world. Continuing on in Isaiah chapter 13, verse 11, it is written, And I will requite to the world its evil and to the wicked their iniquity. I will put an end to the pride of the arrogant and humble the haughtiness of tyrants. Now, in the present day condition of the world, especially, I'm going to talk about the United States, but this is especially relevant also in other nations, including Australia and Europe. There are certain leaders, democratic leaders in the U.S., uh, be they governors or be they mayors, that are drunk on power. With the coronavirus lockdowns, they are overstepping their boundaries, violating the Constitution, the First, the Second, and the Fourteenth Amendment. And so we have inequity going on. We have liquor stores open, but churches closed. We have abortion clinics open and, and Walmart open, but churches closed. And extreme, severe lockdown measures violating and tromping on the rights of Americans. And so... This is promising in this verse. He's going to humble the haughtiness of tyrants. So in this effort and this push by Antifa and Black Lives Matters to overthrow violently the government of the United States to install a new system of communism, this is basically actually fascism. And it's tyrannical. And it's like... Hillary Clinton is on tape, on record, of saying that Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances. He should not concede. That they're going to try to get him installed no matter what the outcome of the vote. They're going to get him installed into the White House. This is tyranny. This is dictatorship. And so this verse is saying that God is going to put an end to the pride of the arrogant and humble the haughtiness of tyrants. He will do it in his way and in his time. Now, continuing on in Isaiah chapter 13, verse 14. Remember, the context of this entire chapter is this is uh, describing the day of the Lord. It's describing the downfall of the end of days nation known as the daughter of Babylon. And I believe the daughter of Babylon is the United States of America. And so in verse 14, it is written, Then like gazelles that are chased, and like sheep that no man gathers, each man shall turn back to his people. They shall flee everyone to his own land. 
Now, America, unlike any other nation, is a melting pot. People from all the nations of the world, from South Africa, Asia, Europe, from all over the world, they come and they immigrate to America, whether they do it legally or illegally. Um, and so what this verse is saying is that because of the war that's going on in this land, each man shall turn back to his own people. People are going to leave America and go back to the land where they came from, except God's remnant people. In Jeremiah chapter 50, it says, let Jerusalem come to your mind. And God's remnant people will ask the question, what is the way to Zion? They won't be returning to their own native country where they came from. They will be going on a journey to Israel, to Zion. Okay, Isaiah chapter 13, verse 19. What is the subject of this um, chapter? So we know that this is about the day of the Lord. And verse 19 tells us the subject of this um, day of the Lord snapshot that we're reading about. Isaiah chapter 13, verse 19. And Babylon, glory of kingdoms, proud splendor of the Chaldeans, shall become like Sodom and Gomorrah, overturned by Hashem. So this is a future glimpse of what is going to happen to this end of days nation known as Babylon. And actually, a good cross-reference to that verse can be found in Ezekiel chapter 39. And so in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 22, it is written, And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his bands, and upon the many people that are with him an overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So this whole chapter, 38 and 39 of Ezekiel, is talking about the Gog-Magog War when a coalition of nations from the north move down into Israel and attack to the very heartland of Israel, which is modern-day West Bank also known as Biblical Samaria. And so this is describing the same thing that we saw happen in Sodom and Gomorrah, fire and brimstone coming down from the heavens. So God himself is going to intervene in this battle and destroy Israel's enemies. So this is also what is described here in Isaiah chapter 13, verse 19. And Babylon, glory of kingdoms, proud splendor of the Chaldeans, shall become like Sodom and Gomorrah, overturned by Hashem. Now, whether he sends down fire and brimstone from the heavens, or whether he just uses Russian and Chinese and Iranian ICBM nuclear missiles to accomplish it, basically he is saying that Babylon is going to be overturned. So now we have a bright promise. And here's the principle as Babylon descends and is taken down, Israel rises. And when I say Israel rises, not just the country, the land of Israel, I'm talking about the people Israel. And when I say Israel, I mean the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes. 
not just the Jews, not just the southern kingdom of Judah, but the whole house of Israel. So as Babylon falls, Israel rises. So here's a verse that validates that principle. Chapter 14, Isaiah 14, verse 1. But Hashem will pardon Jacob and will again choose Israel and will settle them on their own soil. And strangers shall join them and shall cleave to the house of Jacob. So this is a hint, a remez hint of the greater exodus to come. And this is also um, that principle that as Babylon falls, Israel rises. When you see Babylon beginning to fall, when this attack, the Gog-Magog war happens, and when an, a military attack on the United States of America happens, take heart, be encouraged, because as Babylon falls, Israel will rise. Verse 2, For people shall take them and bring them to their homeland, and the house of Israel shall possess them as slaves and handmaids on the soil of Hashem. They shall be captors of their captors and masters to their taskmasters. Um, I want to jump down now to Isaiah chapter 14, verses 24. And... It says, the Lord of hosts has sworn this oath. As I have designed, so it shall happen. What I have planned, that shall come to pass. So here's the principle. God has a huge daytimer, and it's a 7,000-year daytimer. And on day one of creation week, that daytimer opened up. And each day is like a 1,000 years, and a 1,000 years is like a day. We are now in day six. We're in the 6,000-year section of the daytime timer. That's where we are now. And when the day of the Lord begins, when Jacob's trouble begins, this is stepping over the line, finishing out our 6,000 years, and going into the final day, creation day, uh, the seventh day, the, uh, going into the 1,000-year rule and reign of the Messiah, Yeshua. So he's saying, what I've planned... It shall happen, and what I have planned, it shall come to pass. And what is his plan? Verse 25, to break Assyria in my land, to crush him on my mountain, and his yoke shall drop off of them, and his burden shall drop from their backs. Verse 26, that is the plan that is planned for all the earth. That is why an arm is poised over all the nations. Now, whenever you hear a reference to the arm of God, with a, a, an outstretched arm, a great, a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, that is code. And it's code for, it's a reference to Yeshua. Yeshua is the right hand of God, the Father. And he's now, when he ascended and went to heaven, he's now sitting at the right hand of God. So in a way, God the Father is the visionary. He comes up with the vision and with the plan. And Yeshua is his executive officer. Yeshua executes the plan. He implements the plan. He 100% obeys his father and implements the plan. Verse 27, for the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Saviot, has planned who then can foil it. It is his arm that is poised and who can stay it or stop it. So this really gives us a glimpse, an understanding of the sovereignty of God, that he has a plan and his plan is going to prevail. And so 
Uh, let's end on a really uplifting, positive, encouraging note. Um, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 32 reads, And what will he answer the messengers of any nation? That Zion has been established by Hashem. In it, the needy of his people shall find shelter. So God is going to establish Zion. And let me give you a fuller definition of what is Zion. It has not yet been fully um, fulfilled, completely fulfilled. Yes, we have a secular nation of Israel. Yes, millions of Jews have migrated and returned to the land of Israel. And this is by the hand of God. And this is amazing and miraculous. But it hasn't been fulfilled all, all the way in its completeness. Zion... To define that word is a people of God who follow his Torah. And when I say Torah, I mean the whole Bible, all of it, cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation. And they are living in the land, the land of Israel. And they are led by their king, King Yeshua. Now that doesn't exist yet. There are some of God's people living in Israel, but not all of them. A lot of us the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, we are still scattered throughout all the nations. We're in Europe and Africa and Australia, New Zealand, China, the United States. We're all over the place, scattered. And Yeshua has not yet come to rule and reign. So this, the fullness of Zion, the nation and the people of Zion doesn't yet exist, but it is coming. Uh, it's like um, a woman that's pregnant with a baby, and the baby is called Zion. And she's going to give birth to this nation, and the nation's name is called Zion. And she's very, very, very pregnant, but she's still in the womb. And, and the baby is still in the womb and hasn't come forth and emerged. But under birth pang situation with all kinds of travailing and birth pangs and things happening in the world, the birth pangs, that's when the nation of Zion will be born. And the actual nation of Zion, I believe, will be the territory known as the West Bank or biblical Shomron or Samaria. That will be the nation called Zion. We shall see how that will come to pass. And we're going to leave it off there, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Shalom. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.